Welcome to another episode of the Demon Trash Podcast. How is everybody doing? Amazing? Amazing. I'm excited. I'm your host, Carol, and across from me is my beautiful Piscean on Overload. Yep, it's me, Avery. And we have two amazing guests. We have Mac from last week. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Welcome back. And we have with us, guys, this is a big fucking deal. We've been saying since episode fucking one from like almost two years ago. Can you believe it? Yeah, this is like insane. We've been saying this from like day one. We have been wanting a sugar baby, searching for an empowered, wonderful sugar baby, and she is here with us. She's been so gracious to even come to our shitty little setup, here to even shed some light on her life and her story, and she wants to remain anonymous, and we will definitely respect that, and we're going to call her A. Hi. That's a so we're gonna hop right into it. We have so much crazy shit to talk about and we're so fucking stoked, but we're gonna do what we always do and we'll hop right into it and we're gonna do our Demon, Demon Trash Moments. Asthma who? Okay, Avery, start us off with our Demon Trash Moments. So my demon trash moment is not that fun, but it's a moment. The other day, I really didn't want to take a shower and uh, wash my hair. So um, right naturally, that's like an everyday thing for me. But um, so I put a ton of dry shampoo in my hair, and like that day, I was just going about my day like normal. Like, my head felt a little itchy just because, you know, when you put a lot of dry shampoo in your hair, it makes your... It's terrible for your scalp. It makes your hair feel itchy. And later that day, um, where I work, which is in someone's home, her babysitter for her kid canceled on her because she said she thought she might have lice. And I was like, do I have lice or is this just the dry shampoo? And I was like, why? I really hope because my head was itchy and I was like, I don't think I have lice. So I was just like, um, I'm just going to bank on it being the dry shampoo, eat some food and go to sleep because like I probably should have taken a shower or something before I went to bed, but I didn't. So how many days, dude? How many days? How many days? Every single time we do a demon trash moment where we talk about not showering, you have to give up how many days? Oh, it's only been like two days, which is not crazy, but my hair gets really greasy really fast. Can I offer you a pro tip with that? What? So lice are really only attracted to clean hair. So like having dirty hair yeah. is like a foolproof way to not get lice. Oh, oh my God, you've given me the secret. <laughs> That's the secret now. The secret. <laughs> the secret is now I won't have to. Whenever someone asks me, I'd be like, I don't want lice, so I don't. <laughs> so I never shower. I should never shower anymore. I never wash my hair. But well, that's yeah, good to know. That was just me being gross. It's, it's not that exciting because all I do is work nowadays. Yeah. Well, then let's kick it into high gear with my story. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I first off want to say, listen, I know people I work for listen to this, but it's fine because you still love me anyway. And I know you guys do drugs, too. So, OK, so my story is. OK, how do I even start this? Um, <laughs> it literally is so crazy. So I was hanging out with a friend and we were like playing video games and it was a super fun time. <laughs> And he had Molly, MDMA. 
and he had put it into some of his water and you know drank it and having a good time and who does that though sorry who, who does that continue on but i'm just that's very weird uh, oh, to me oh oh it, it was a little impromptu but it was like it was like kind of fun and no i just mean the water like it seems a weird like a weird delivery mechanism i see what you're saying yeah no because like with molly you can snort it but you can also put it into water and drink it huh i never i just didn't know that yeah yeah N- no so much experience so much experience with it yeah you can put uh put it into like smart water and it it like delivers like in a much like I feel like in a cleaner way and a much more pleasurable way. But anyway, so he was doing that. Uh, he intends to stay hydrated and he was doing that. And I kind of had to like kick him out because I forgot that Avery was, we're doing this thing for our YouTube channel where we were recording. And I was like, Oh fuck, I forgot about this. Had to deal with that. Kicked him out. I had to, you know, do our thing. And I was like, I'll meet up with you later because we were all going to go to the movies. So I guess in a hurry, he had forgotten his bottle of water and we were drinking the same brand of water. So (laughs) we were both drinking smart water. So in my fog, I realized I was just drinking water and it was about 15 or so minutes before we're about to leave for the theater. I start feeling like we're going up the roller coaster again and it's getting stronger and I feel like it's been a while and I don't know what's going on here so I messaged my friend and I'm like hey what you know because my boyfriend had drank some water and he was drinking some Fiji water I just wanted to make sure that he didn't put it in there so I was like hey did you put it in Fiji water and he goes no I only put it in the smart water and I was like Oh, okay. And then I hung up. And as soon as I hung up, it was like, it was like the meaning of life became clearer to me. Everything was like, everything was, I I knew all the answers to everything. And I realized, oh, I, yeah, okay. I just drank two doses of Molly. Now I'm we're about to go watch a World War One intense movie. About to go see 1917, <laughs> and in that moment, I knew. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> this is one of the best stories I've heard in a long time. And in that moment, I knew. So we pick him up, and I'm on cloud fucking nine, guys. Like I had just done so much Molly without realizing it that, I mean, it was an insane amount. It was insane amounts of Molly. <laughs> uh, that's Molly for two people, and you know so. I okay so I'm like you know what this is gonna be fine everything's fine I'm with friends this is and it was funny because like we're in the car and on the way me and Avery just go deep in trash moment like it was the most ridiculous like I just got accidentally dosed with Molly like who fucking does that like who just gets accidentally dosed so I thought I was going to leave the theater at one point because like in the first like couple minutes, you see this man's hand go through like a decomposing body's chest cavity, like pass through some dude's chest. Terrible war scenes. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I don't know if I can do this. And then I was like, you know what, Carol, you're it's on your only choice. It's all you do. This is going to be fine. We're going to get through this. And yeah. And you, you know what? And I did. And it was a great movie. Do I do I wish I had seen it on Molly? No, I wish I was in a different headspace for sure. But I was laughing at very inappropriate, at at very inappropriate times. And I was like, I was there for it. And I was, 
I, I was I was in the trenches. <laughs> I have PTSD about World War One. <laughs> like I was there, and that's just you know. And honestly, I need help too. <laughs> and I believe I deserve military benefits as well as after what I've been through. And yeah, but that's my story. I, I was accidentally dosed uh, by a lot of, with a lot of money, Molly. So. You are truly braver than the Marines. It's true. I mean, I I really do feel that. I I really do feel that. Thank you so much for saying You're that. You're my awesome. favorite World War One veteran. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of the last ones. The last one. Yeah. Honestly, I hope they honor you. I'm not going to watch the Oscars this, this, this year. Because if Rush Limbaugh can get a fucking, like, if he can get, right. like, if he can get an award, I feel like I deserve it. I want you to get a purple heart. No, I really feel like I need one, too, because, I mean, guys, I just don't recommend it. I mean, it was fun, though. I mean, it, I kind of do, though. It was kind of fun. World War One was never so sexy. <laughs> what? I, that was fucked up. That was fucked up. So okay. All right. Okay. Enough, enough, enough of my story. Uh, do either of you have demon trash moments? I mean, I have like a little bit of one. Um, I've had like kind of a, a somber week. Um, unfortunately, like a prominent member of like the Austin community, the Austin sort of like bar scene passed away. She was a friend of mine. Um, she was honored by the Austin Chronicle and we had like a, a ceremony for her and, you know, it was just a somber week and I was like, this would be a really good opportunity for me to just kind of like do a dry February. It's the shortest month, even though it's a leap year. I'm like, you know, like it'd be good for me. I've never really done that in like 15 years. It's like, you know, I'm just give myself like 30 days to like really focus on my work and just like, you know, take some time off. And I was like really committed to that for... 36-ish hours <laughs> when I, I forgot I, I mean I just I'm also dating right now and like I'm actually trying you know I'm trying to give effort which is also new and I was like there's no way that I'm gonna be able to like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go out on a date and like not have wine especially for like going to dinner and stuff so yeah I did drink last night just like a little bit because I was on a date but I'm, I'm still committed to it outside of dating but like on dates I'm gonna like allow myself to like have a drink. I just was like really hung over from White Claws and I'm like, I don't even fucking like White Claw. Like I, that's a waste of my time, my energy, my money. Like I like tequila. I like wine. That's fine to drink those. But I, if I'm just drinking White Claw to get drunk, I need to fucking not. And so that was me deciding to <laughs> we do. have a sober 36 hours, I guess. But yeah, I'm back. Like I'm like, just like, I'm like hanging on the side of the wagon. I'm not really on. I'm not really off. I'm just like, we'll see how like, long I'm aware of the wagon. Right. And that's really just the secret, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. You know, you have one too many white claws and you start to reevaluate your life. Yeah, I think I just like, I hit the tipping point and I was like, I don't even like this. So (laughs) this is something I want to just maybe reassess. How about you, A? I truly don't have one except to mention passing that I spent Austin's um, recent snow day rolling around in the non-existent snow because I'm sorry, I'm from, I'm from up north. Um, I'm from up north. I'm not going to say which state, but I'm from up north. And where I'm from, it snows, baby. And this was ice to me. But um, I matched the snow with some snow of my own and got a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was ranting about Sarah Michelle Geller in a Wendy's. <laughs> so there's that. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, I'm from Boston, so... 
Like, I kind of miss the snow, but then I realized I also I don't. think snow is kind of overrated. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as fun until you have to start shoveling I it. know that Mac is also from um, up yeah. north. Yeah. I was very annoyed about all the pro snow po- Like, granted, I had just left the funeral, so I was allowed to be a little salty. But everyone's like, it's snowing. Oh, my God. And I'm like, bitch, why the fuck do you think I live in Texas? I don't fuck with snow. Like, yeah. fuck you and your snow. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had just gotten my car washed, and then the next day it was disgusting. I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, I forget it was so dirty. I was like, why is my car so dirty? <laughs> but I was so mad. All right. Well, uh, that was quite the round of some of the best Demon Trash moments, I think, in Demon Trash history. I feel like I need to start doing more drugs. You really don't, sweetie. I'm not going to say really I recommend don't. it, but I'm also not going <laughs> to say I don't recommend it. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, let's go to a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about some sugar baby news. <laughs> hey, welcome back from the break. You want to be our sugar daddy or sugar mama? Please fucking support. I will fucking end your life if you don't. Um, let's... I just need emotional support. Give us a review. Yeah, can I get a sugar daddy that just likes my Instagram posts? Like my post. That's all I need. Yes, the bar is very low (laughs) over here. Uh, all right, A. So Avery and I have just, like... I feel like not just Avery and I, but, like, I feel like all of the internet, especially, like, Instagram... I feel like social media has kind of glamorized sugar baby lifestyle and what it is. And this is kind of like our perception of sugar babies. And I'm sure it's complete horseshit. But will you just like hear me out? Okay. Okay. One, luxurious lifestyle. Negative. Cool. I mean, some do. Not me personally. Okay, right. Others, yes. Okay, cool. And then... I just like see you like sugar babies, like mostly being like young, empowered women who chase checks, secure the bag that's like, you know, like willingly given to them by typically older men, sometimes women who can afford it. Very me, except I don't know any sugar mamas. I will discuss that in a minute, but I really don't know any. I've never seen that. Wow. Okay, so it's typically men that you see. It is definitely typically men. Cool. Yes. And it's crazy because, like, we've been wanting a sugar baby. Like I said, we've been wanting like this, like, since, like, day one. Like, day one, since infancy, the beginning of us. And I feel like all of our paths have led us to this moment. Yeah, this is this <laughs> is our fork in the road. Like, this is, we're probably, we're peaking right now. And we're, we're probably, like, this is our last episode. But, like, Austin, Texas is a, like, a sugar baby capital. You know, it's interesting that that said... Um, I think that that's sort of true, but I think that there is 10 times more babies than daddies. But I will get into that also in a minute. Oh, really? Okay, because... Yeah. And I know that in the sugar baby community, seeking arrangements has a very, like, potentially, like, tumultuous relationship. I have many thoughts on seeking arrangements. Right. right. Many it, thoughts. True, but it's, like, it's almost it's like... not all of them good. Many of them bad. It's like the Facebook of, like, online sugar babiness... And I just saw what they say that apparently, like, there's a lot of sugar babies apparently that are in uh, university. And UT is said to be the most popular university for sugar babies in Texas and ranks 14th out of 100 colleges and universities in the country. 
according to seeking arrangement polls. Oh yeah, that's totally true. I know the number one country, the number one college in the country for sugaring is NYU. Some people even call it Sugar Baby U. Um, yeah, I've heard that one. Um, oh, wow. Um, as for Texas, yeah, it's definitely UT. Of, uh, Things could have been different for me. I almost wanted to go to NYU. <laughs> well, um, in Texas, yes, it's definitely UT at Austin. However, I'm not from here, and I didn't go to college there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a college student. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just in my 20s. Uh, Do you mind saying your age? Uh, yeah, I'll be 23 this year. 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Avery and I just have like a ton of questions and we're just gonna like ask them and i'm so sorry if they're like not pc but i just want to fucking know no i'm i'm go ahead okay. go ahead seeking arrangement maintains that sugar babies are not sex workers do you agree with that statement i consider myself a sex worker um there are many sugar babies that don't want to consider themselves a sex worker but i find that 90 percent of the time those girls that don't want to consider themselves a sex worker, they're horophobic. They're mm-hmm. anti-sex work in general. And they think that because they're sugaring or trying to sugar, that they are better than strippers, that they're better than escorts, that they're better than cam girls, that they're just better. And that what they're doing is out of the realm of sex work, that they're just being paid by men to date and have sex, but they're not sex workers. Well, then that definitely leads me to my like, one of our questions for sure is is when you're a sugar baby like you you always hear about the sugar babies saying like well I don't always have sex with my sugar daddies like some of them say I don't have sex with at all is is that extremely rare case or is that some like is that complete horseshit uh I'm gonna say extremely rare just because I don't know every other girl's life and there's impotent men out there that probably would pay and my latest um daddy we did not have sex a lot however there usually is a sexual aspect and people people i'm gonna say people because there are male sugar babies like gay male sugar babies sugar mamas with male sugar babies do not exist that is a lie um but for the most part i mean i don't know some people's lives but um for people who are saying i would go out with these men and we just have dinner and they give me 2k that is a lie that is absolutely a lie i have never seen that before um i've never heard of that before i mean it truly is what these men especially the seeking arrangement men i mean i guess if you freestyle it could be a little different but the seeking arrangement men they're there for sex they're there for sex oh truly i do not like i if I ever see someone say, oh, I met a man on Seeking Arrangement, we went to dinner or we went shopping and he gave me $1,000 or something like that. Yeah, I don't really believe that. So there's none of this like, um, you know, these girls are like, yeah, all he does is text me and then send me money. Like, that's not very common. Uh, the sci- I've never had a cyber daddy, as they are called. I have never had a cyber daddy. Ooh, a cyber daddy. That's... Yes. What the hell? I'm like... I'm like horny now. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I have never had one, so I can't speak on that experience. So 
you know, the reason why I'm, I'm here, um, my name, I'm Mac Jagger. And, I, you know, as you guys know from me, um, last, if you listen to the last week's episode, I am a professional tarot reader and a mystical consultant, intuitive consultant. And I happen to also be a sex work advocate and an activist in that space. And a lot of my clients are sex workers of all walks of life and all different career ranges. And I have a lot of experience with lots of different types of sex workers, including sugar babies. And I agree with the the contention that like what you're saying, like specifically seeking arrangements is for sex, but sex work is a massive umbrella. And that includes everything from stripping to phone sex operators to escorts and sugar babies, which are very similar. Um, Escorting is, I guess, technically it is illegal where sugar babies is a gray area, but um, we can talk more about that in a minute. But one of the things I will say is that under the umbrella of escorting, I definitely know escorts who have not that don't always have sex with their clients. Most of the strippers I know don't have sex with their clients. Um, it's so there is a there is opportunities for that. I don't know that those opportunities are necessarily on seeking arrangements, especially now in the climate that we're in, and that's really because of some of the recent laws that have been made around it, which are absolutely designed to target yeah. sex work. Talk, talk more about those. Okay, so it really is like impossible to talk about anything in the realm of sex work in 2020 without mentioning two laws, two pieces of federal legislation called FOSTA and SESTA, and they are acronyms. And both of these, both of these, which were bipartisan legislations signed by Bernie motherfucking Sanders, Bernie bros, hear me out, Bernie fucking Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, who's my bitch, no, I should, my girl, I should say that because I like Liz, but they, every, every Senate member that is running for president right now, signed off on this legislation, which is guised as protecting the innocent women who could be trafficked by the big, bad pimps. And what it actually does is it strips all agency away from sex workers and pushes them into the arms of the big, bad pimps. It is legislation that has totally made it all all but completely illegal for sex workers to advertise their services online, but it's not limited to that. It affects everybody running the gamut, including porn stars and strippers who are legally employed and legally allowed to do what they do. Um, there's a concept called shadow, shadow banning, which is very uh, well known in the industry in terms of like on Instagram. Anybody who's in the sex work industry that has a well-known Instagram has experienced this, including most a lot of my clients. In which, if you post any sort of sexual suggested content, I mean, we could even under the gaze, under the guise of this law, what we're doing right now could be considered federally illegal just by talking about sex work in a public forum. It, the laws are written so vaguely that it it, tar- it targets literally anybody and everybody under the umbrella of sex work, and that's why seeking arrangements is no longer an app. So under the guise of the law. Seeking arrangements is absolutely a form of sex work and it's being targeted by these legislation pieces. Gotcha. Which is, it's so scary. I mean, I kind of like on one side, like being a completely neutral party, I get where they were coming from. But what ended up happening is you've completely, I'm pro sex work. And I find that these women and these men who work in sex working spaces You've completely, you, you strip them of and, their power. And it's women and men affected. It's largely also trans people. Trans people are the most affected by these laws. And, um, you know, disabled people, a huge margin of, of sex workers are disabled. Um, and, you know, these people are being forced into the streets because they're safe bubbles of working online for so many years. All these net safety nets taken away overnight. 
overnight. And that's why also, and I believe, and I would love to hear a, your perspective on this, but the seeking arrangement market I've been hearing has completely and totally changed because all the people that utilize Backpage and those other ways of um, finding clients are now integrating this market because it's one of the last standing things. So a, I don't know if that's something you can speak to or if you're interested in hearing about that, but I think it'd be an interesting. Yes, I'd yes. love to talk about that. The death of Craigslist and the death of Backpage were huge. Huge. It changed everything. Um, I have done multiple avenues of sex work. So sugaring, yes. Phone sex, yes, you mentioned that. And yes, I have also been an escort. And I'm actually getting back into that as we speak. So it's been interesting. But as for all forms of even people who do massage, like I don't do massage. I don't know anything about massage but people who do massage even advertised on these platforms escorts advertised on these platforms there were people who were trying to sugar through Backpage, not personally me but others um and this disappeared overnight and it's it's pretty crazy because while there were definitely people being trafficked through this platform i truly believe the most trafficking doesn't even happen on the internet. It happens under our eyes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. M- mountains of evidence of this that was totally ignored by people like Bernie Sanders. Just saying. Continue. So what was Backpage for people who don't know? Backpage was a site that operated similar to Craigslist. Um, there were people who posted ads of a non-sexual nature on. Like the Craigslist personal side. Yeah. There were people who posted um, of a non-sexual nature on Backpage. You know, it existed. But Backpage is definitely probably better known for sex work. It has that association. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's very similar to Craigslist personal section, um, which people were even using Craigslist personal section encoded language to get sex work. Um, I personally did. So I know something about that. But um, they even took that away. Mm-hmm. Crazy's personal yeah. section is gone. Well, even the subreddit Sugar Baby on Reddit is gone. Oh, yeah. And Google got rid of a bunch of shared documents that people in the sugaring and sex work industry were, were using to talk about Johns and who's safe and who isn't. All that's gone. I mean, it, this, this. But this, interestingly this, enough, USA Sex Guide is still up and it is full of the most sexist bullshit you can imagine. I don't know what that is. What is that? USA Sex Guide. It will make your head hurt. It will make your head hurt. I know mine certainly did. I don't get migraines, but I got a migraine reading USA Sex Guide. Um, It is a website that has a page for every state in the nation, and then you can click on your city. Anyway, it is a forum that men, clients, hobbyists, which are guys that routinely hire escorts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sex tourists, but within the U.S. mostly, but... Sex tourists in their own city, but um, <laughs> um, hobbyists and men who hire different escorts and different sex workers. Sometimes they talk about strippers there too. Clubs would be discussed, um, and probably who at the clubs offer certain services. Exactly, services. exactly, exactly, Mac. Um, this website was and is a forum because this existed for a long time for these men to discuss escorts and yes strippers who would offer a little something extra and it is a 
deeply, deeply misogynistic space. Deeply. Full of men talking about, I paid this woman $80 for bareback. What do you think the crossover is between people that are sex tourists, whatever you want to call them, that are frequenting those types of sites and men that you would find on seeking arrangements? Like, do you think there's a big overlap there? It, it, there is now. There wasn't before. I started doing sex work, like really getting into it at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I dabbled in that before, and I'm not going to discuss it because it was, you know. But um, at 19, I made my seeking arrangements. Mm-hmm. And even though that wasn't that long ago, it was a much better site then. And it's crazy that only a few short years later, especially because of these new laws, it is completely different and honestly trash now. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And, and so that brings this is, I guess, a better time to ask, why did you decide to start sugaring? Why do that? Why? Yeah, why? OK, I decided to start sugaring because I don't know. I've always had. It's funny to say this because a lot of people don't say this. I think like a lot of people will say, oh, I started sugaring because like I wanted a Chanel bag or the money or something like that. And oh, the money is definitely. We'll definitely get into that. I definitely want to know more. We'll get into that and we'll get into why there's less money nowadays, especially on seeking arrangement. I will discuss that because that is true. But for me, I always knew I was going to do a form of sex work. I know that is weird. I know that is weird, but I have always always known this ever since i was a kid it's really wow. is it just because you're a sexually open i'm a very person? sexual person right i'm a very sexual person i am very sexually open and it's funny because i was raised extremely conservatively mm-hmm. i was raised by very sex negative people religious people and I just dealt with a lot of sex negativity in my childhood. So it was really interesting how I did know this, but I clinged to every little erotic thing that I could. Mm. And I just knew. I just knew. Now, when I was in high school, I had brief um, fantasies of doing porn, but ultimately I knew, like, by 18 that that was not a path I wanted to go down and for porn stars like I very much respect you and I respect your craft it is definitely not for me I think it's too public yeah for me Mm -hmm. um it's definitely porn is forever um this is porn in videos on Pornhub and this is OnlyFans because that is a form of pornography And it has become more popular now. OnlyFans is what's hot in the streets. Like, if we're going to yes, be honest. That's true. <laughs> yes, it's right true. I see it. I see it in my fucking Twitter. I see these girls. I follow on Instagram. They're like, follow my OnlyFans. And it's like nude photos. So OnlyFans is what's hot in the streets. But I can guarantee you people are not making OnlyFans to show off clean pictures of themselves and their dog. They are showing titty and ass, and I salute them. I love it for them, Uh, but it's very public, and there are men even griping about their pricing there. Like, there are men who are actually, um, there are men who are bootlegging their content. I don't know if this has been discussed, but men are really bootlegging their content, so I personally would not want to put myself on a place that public only to have my content stolen. Like, it's, it's anathema for me. So I knew from a young age that I was going to do sex work. 
Um, when I did start OnlyFans, wasn't a thing that I was aware of if it even existed. I don't know when OnlyFans it started. Very new. It feels yeah. like it just happened last year. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know when that started, but it was not around. Um, when I started sex work, Backpage was still a thing. Craigslist was still a thing. Um, I just personally knew that I was going to do something in sex work, but I also knew that I wanted to keep it on the DL yeah. because of the way I was raised, because I was still living at home, and because maybe I still had internalized whorephobia. Yeah. Maybe I still did. At like the time. a lot of the people that probably to your point are like saying that they that sugar babies and sex work aren't the same you know it's, it's i definitely it's used to think that sure. and i realized real quick that's not necessarily it i briefly considered stripping um because i knew that would be a bit more instant than sugaring i mean it's not instant it's what very hard work I mean that you can get employed at a club and start working, whereas finding a daddy is a task. That is work. How do you find one? (laughs) Yeah, I want to get into that. How How have you found one in the Well, that is definitely an interesting question in 2020. um, I would say, when I was 19, I would say seeking arrangement. Um, I would definitely have said seeking arrangement then, but now... Seeking arrangement is not the move. It's just, it's really not. It's really, really not. Um, And there's only two options in 2020. One is sort of, uh, and the other is more of a good idea, but you need to know how to really talk to people. Um, The first would be going on some of these dating apps, Hinge, Bumble, I'm not going to say Tinder as much. Well, I know Tinder has worked for some people. It has not worked for me, but it does work for some people. Yeah, so. I've heard I've heard that these dating sites, like I have actually seen like some bios with, not that I'm on dating sites, but <laughs> I have like seen them from like my friends. So what are they putting their Venmo in there? Like, what do they do? No, no, no. They're, they're literally like, like looking for an arrangement. Looking yeah, like- a lot of men. It's funny because men are really allowed to be open as fuck about it. Real brazen, like looking for a sugar baby or money emojis. But if a woman does that, yeah. no, she gets like- banned. The bio is like looking for an arrangement or looking like it's like a, it's a code. It's like obvious, but it's like a code. Generous. The word generous. Looking for a generous man or something like that. Like, so, so Yeah. Take notes, Avery. <laughs> and then obviously, I'm assuming what you mean is like in person going up to the older That's man. called freestyling. And yes, the concept behind freestyling is going to upscale places. Go where the restaurant go. Like hotel bars, really nice hotel bars, you know, not your um, red roof and mini bar <laughs> or anything. Really nice hotel bars, upscale restaurants, nice lounges talking about the jw <laughs> nice lounges um which is also what is been d- done for years in the escort community right. yep um freestyling is used by both sugar babies and escorts i would love to hear your perspective on what is the difference because yeah i, I don't know the difference um, yeah, between a sugar baby and an escort there really seems all right to be one. so i've done both and i agree the lines are definitely being blurred in 2020 like the lines are blurred they're mad blurred because right now on seeking arrangement which we've been talking about talking about that so i'm gonna spill a little tea on that right now since backpage is gone craigslist is gone all of the girls who were advertising on Backpage and Craigslist are now advertising, but very, very, very 
discreetly on seeking arrangement. I mean, differing levels are discreet, but obviously they can't come in out and say, I'm an escort, here's my rate. Yeah, because they filter a lot. For yeah, them, more they than filter they used a lot to and they will destroy your profile. They will, because the creator of Seeking Arrangement, oh, who a is a dick. Piece of work. Right. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. It's funny. I watched a documentary. Brandon Wade, that's yeah. his name. Interesting man. He's very interesting, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So well then, let's get down to brass tacks here, eh? I wanna, I wanna talk dinero, sweets. Let's talk money. Let's because I'm sure you're ready to talk money first thing. I do want to talk about money. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about everything. But right, yeah, yeah. So no money, no problems. What? Ho money, ho problems. <laughs> <laughs> Did you when you were sugaring because you said. You're not really sugaring. I have taken a break from it because of some unfortunate sugar dates I've had. And I can spill the tea and tell the stories if you would like. Yes. Yes. Spill the tea. What was it like going on a sugar date? Yeah. Like, like I kind of take me through a process. Take me there. Okay. I'm going to let's role play. Can we do that for free? (laughs) I guess. I want to role play. My name is Wallace. Wallace. Um, I got cigarette, I got cigarette breath. Oh my God. Okay. But I make half a million coke a year. Trip. Definitely a Coke trip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm divorced. I'm lonely and I sold my company and I'm living out my lavish lifestyle and I'm looking for a baby and I hit you up. Okay. What up, eh? I'm Wallace. All right. Like in a, are, are we freestyling? Are we? No, on- no, 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 no. We're on seeking arrangement. We're online. We're online. Yeah, we're online. Oh, we're we're in the we're in the we're seeking in arrangement online. messaging. We're oh online. my god! First of all, oh my god, the first thing they do is they request your pictures. They never even say like "what's up." Like a lot of them don't have the decency to properly greet you. And most of the people who just request your pics and vamoose, they're time wasters. Mm-hmm. They're broke. They're broke tricks. Yeah. They're just these men that. They join Seeking because they want to use it like Tinder. A lot of broke men are on Seeking to see what it's all about. Weird. Like, it's clear what it's about. You just want something for free or cheap. So let's say Wallace is legit. Wallace is legit. And I'm messaging you and I'm saying, I would like to arrange a time to meet. All right. That is language that I enjoy. So I would say, okay, I would look at my own schedule. And let's just say I'm free the whole week. Um, I'm pretty free these days. So I would say, okay, how is Saturday? Um, do you want a lunch? Okay. If I, they suggest coffee, I block them. So Really? Yes. I do that on a regular dating. Why? Girl. Because I've oh. seen, I've been doing my research and I've been watching these YouTube sugar babies. A lot of the new sugar daddies want to do coffee dates, but to me, that's a sign of brokenness. So yeah, I that is dusty. <clears throat> dusty. Oh, I would, I, I have, I'm like, vanilla profile i will block a coffee date i wear a watch i'm already already hype enough you do not want to see me caffeinated a bitch does dinner or she does nothing all right so we're gonna go we're gonna go to fucking where what's a fancy place we're gonna go to we're gonna go to uchi and i'm gonna treat you to an omakase okay hot yeah and that's happening okay so we'd go to the omakase and I'll tell you, I'm going to bore you with my trips to Japan. Yeah. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to smile. I'm going to nod. I'm going to say, oh, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Like anything like that talked about, like as soon as you sit down or is it like 
it's a date. Not as soon as you sit down because the thing with sugaring, and that's why I say that sugaring involves, they all want sex, but also it's it's emotional labor. It's big time emotional labor because you really have to pretend like you care about them. And very few of these men, you actually develop any sort of positive feelings for. Right. So but you have to act like it. You definitely have to act like it. So no, I do not bring up money the minute he sits down and the minute I sit down because it's clear to them then that it isn't quote unquote genuine and they will get, they'll get mad. They'll get irrational, which is why it's like, that is. But what about transportation costs? So you had to get there. Somehow. Oh no, he's definitely paying for my Uber. Yeah, a bitch does not, mm-hmm. a, a bitch does not come out of pocket for an Uber. So the first date isn't the interview. One of my process? sugar daddies actually started paying for all of my transportation needs, so that was something that he was doing for me. Wow. He was paying for all my transportation needs. Um, I knew that he didn't really sleep either, so I can message him at late two a.m. Daddy, I want an Uber home. He would do it. Like, and then at one point, like, he just started, like, sending me. Uber has a feature now where they can just send you Ubers. And it'll say, Blank is sending you an Uber. And it's sort of privacy protected for you. But it's it's an interesting feature. And I experienced it again recently on a civilian date. But um, he would just send me Ubers. Like, um, that was not a question. That was part of our arrangement. He made sure I got where I needed to go, even if I was not going to see him. So so let's say we reach the part in the day and Wallace is ready to okay. talk business. What would what would that entail? Like would that be like what you know I'm I'm kind of asking you know now to basically tell me what Wallace would typically ask for and like what you would want in return. Okay. So here's where it's always a clashing of heads. The thing about a lot of sugar daddies nowadays is that Wallace wants to meet multiple times a week and he wants to lowball you even if he's got it. Rich guys act like they don't have money. Like, it's crazy. A lot of rich guys act like they don't have money. But in my respect, I will always push for an allowance. That is not a joke. Sometimes I would do pay-per-meet depending on the person. My last one, we did do a pay-per-meet, but it was different. How much was the pay-per-meet? That's the thing. It was $600, so I was fine with it. Why? What were you doing? And I wasn't going over there multiple times a week. I wasn't having sex with him all of the time. Um, and he was actually a very respectful person. It was weird. That was the only time I ever liked the sugar daddy. What did he do for a living? How old was he? Um, he was definitely much older than me. He was 53, okay. and that is fine. Um, he had companies. He did sell one. He maintained another. He maintains multiple homes. Um, I would see him about once or twice a week. 600 so that's that's $1,200 a week just from that yes I really do miss it I really so how many hours was that like five hours yes that's the thing since (laughs) escorting is usually per hour some people do some people who escort do a QV which means um there's a French word for that but it basically means like 15 minutes or 30 like half an hour and they all have rates for you know my hour is 400 blah 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 blah. but for a sugar baby the lines are very different because a daddy will pay you for me and he wants to hang out for six hours which you know is why I'm kind of like but in his case I did it uh once I went over there and just hung out for three hours got paid my 600 like what'd you do watch a movie or something we actually watched porn and talked (laughs) That's 
Love that. I know it was fun. So, and then with the allowances, like how much would like an allowance be that you would ask for? I would want 2K a month. Um, yeah, I'd want 2K a month. What um, does that get? Like how much of your time does that get? Yeah. Right. See, that would be more involved. Um, the time I had an allowance, I've had exactly three sugar daddies my whole sugar career. Okay. <laughs> And a lot of very horrible and disappointing and messy sugar dates. Okay. Okay. So my very first one, the arrangement didn't even last longer than a month. Did you mean, really quick, did you maintain multiple sugar daddies at the same time? I tried to. I really tried to. Um, I tried to at one point, but that arrangement ended up not working. So I can say no, I haven't. I know there's many girls that do it, and I am so proud of them. Get that money. I can imagine how crazy that schedule would be, though. Really? Yeah. It seems like sugar babying is, like, different because it seems like they want more emotional. They definitely do. Like, it's more of an emotional thing versus, like, I guess an escort, which is kind of just, like, we're going out on dates, right? Like, what's the difference between... We're going out on dates, we're fucking... Um, with, but it's, it's more, there's more, I mean, some clients will still try to push your boundaries, but it's definitely more boundary than say a sugar baby because with sugar babies, yes, you're right. It's more emotional. And that's what leads a lot of these men to believe that they're not hiring sex workers. A lot of them are anti-escort. It's delusion. It's straight up delusion. delusion. It is very delusional. So basically they're like trying to hire a girlfriend is what it sounds like. They're trying to hire a girlfriend. Yes. They are trying to hire a girlfriend. It's all it is. So I have a question about that in the intersection of in your personal life, sugar dating and vanilla dating. And have you tried doing both at the same time? And how do you balance that? I have tried yeah, doing... I wanted it... That was actually one of the questions, the questions from listeners is, can you maintain this while having a relationship? So, yeah. Well, I have tried, but ultimately I haven't had a boyfriend in a very long time, like a vanilla boyfriend. That hasn't happened for me in a very long time. I'm not mad at it, but like I'm not raring to get one. Like ultimately, it's just not... It's just not for me at the moment. It really isn't. Um, there's a lot of fuckery from vanilla men going on right now. And I just don't want to deal with it. I feel like I need to be compensated to deal with fuckery. <laughs> so I, I, yes. I hear you because just as an ally and an advocate and a person who works with a lot of sex workers um, across the board of many different aspects of that, it has crossed over very much in my perspective around vanilla dating. I have very high standards for treatment. Like I said, I don't leave the house if we're not going somewhere really nice. And exactly. I don't pay, I don't lift a finger to pay for oh, anything no, I don't pay for, for anything, any straight no. man. I don't care if he's your sugar daddy, your actual daddy, my daddy. I don't even care if he's, if he's gay, if he's got a dick in this world and he's offering me a dollar, great, but I ain't paying for shit for no man. And that is just the way that it is. And, and that is my perspective <laughs> is inspired by being an ally and an advocate of sex work. And that is the way that I handle dating. So I have to imagine if you are actively in no woman in this economy should be paying for a date. I really is that see, that's how I feel. I feel like now when I go on a date, I feel like if I don't ask to split, like I'm an asshole for expecting you to like want to impress how me. old are the men you're my age, like 24 <laughs> well, yeah my, exactly. my perspective is that women in this country it, 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 white women make 72 cents or 78 cents on the dollar to any white or asian man if you're a woman of color that's less so until that shit is even i do not spend money on men there are a select few of queer or non-binary 
people in my life that identify as males, in which case I will share a dollar with. But that is it, period, t- with a T. Like, <laughs> end of the story. Honestly, I'm a woman of color, and I agree with you. I feel the same way. Um, I'm just, I've never been a sharer. Um, it's funny because I have socialist tendencies, mm-hmm. but I've never been a sharer ever since I was a kid. And it's interesting because I Preach. grew up in, I grew up impoverished, but I'm still not a sharer. You can't make me share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Ooh, that reminds me of one more question. You, we we're talking about you dating around having multiple sugar daddies. Do you suspect or, that sugar daddies have multiple babies? They always do. Mm. I have never seen it where they don't. They always do. And they've always, even if they're operating on one, they always have someone in the wings to replace you. My last one, like I said, actually a good person. Um, I enjoyed him. If he ever moves back here, I feel like we would have an arrangement again. Um, But he is not here, so... But he is living in one of his other residences right now, and he is currently operating with the baby that he has there i knew about all of his other babies and they all knew about me we all knew about each other it was very normal and i actually appreciated that it was all out in the open because the annoying the annoying thing is when daddies try to hide that they have other babies but then they want you to be monogamous to only them it's real silly i don't get that really yes some of them really do my last one that I'm talking about didn't. He tra- he straight up told me, have vanilla boyfriends, have other daddies, fuck whoever you want. I don't care. I don't care. I even want to hear about it. I don't. If you don't want to tell me, it's fine. If you want to tell me, that's fine. Sometimes I would tell him sex stories that because I need a gem right there. It was. I really miss him. Um, sometimes I would tell him stories to titillate him, um, and I knew it would titillate him. And it was funny because we had sex exactly three times how long were you sugaring with him um for a few months none of my arrangements have lasted longer than a few months ever like i think it's my personality i have a very difficult personality in the vanilla world for people to even deal with i don't have friends i don't have boyfriends i am dating less men than ever before and we're loving that but um However, however, like it's just it's real difficult, um, especially because it's like a lot of these a lot of these daddies, especially like going on dates, they want you to be enamored with them. They want you to be shocked. They want you to be dazzled. And it's like, bitch, it is real hard to dazzle me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. Fuck. Shit. I'm really hard to impress. Wow. I need to get like that. It's funny because. I've been doing my research and I find that it's very difficult to impress a sugar baby. Like, that's it. I feel like knowing you just for a little while, Mac, it's like because you have experience being around this industry, it's like you have a very like empowered outlook towards men. And it's just very like inspiring to me. You don't let anyone take advantage of your time. Like, you're never going to let a man use you, you know? Like, well, a few weeks ago, you posted a Instagram picture, and I guess some guy was checking you out at the bar, and you said, make yourself of use to me. And I was like, oh, my God. 
that was powerful. Yeah, dude, that hit us in a special way. Well, and I mean, you know, that is part of why I think I am such a powerful advocate and ally in this space and why I do work with a lot of clients that are in the sex work space because we have the similar mindsets. That's how I work with my clients. It's how I advise my clients. It's how I approach these conversations. That's how I approach my conversations with my male clients too in terms of like how they are to treat a woman in the situation. So, you know, I'm a feminist ardently and that comes through in my work, but I'm also a lifelong, like you said, you've always knew, known that you were going to be in the sex work space. I did too, but mine came through as allyship, advocacy, and being a very vocal um, person in the space. And I was doing that before FOSTA SESTA, but it's become much more pertinent now after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, my um, approach to life and interactions with men has definitely shifted since I become more of an activist in this space and also since I've really become making myself like marketing myself specifically in the world in the realm of sex workers and working with so many sex workers as a client base it definitely infuses my worldview for sure right I know it's interesting because I feel like you know as I've gotten older and definitely I think a lot of women I mean most women in this day and age grow up in sex negative environments I don't think that's a secret to anybody and because we live in a patriarchal society and this is why it's such an honor to have someone on to talk about this and be loud and vocal about it because I think that sugaring and escorting and all sex work is a very, especially from a woman's side and a trans side as well, that it's um, taking a patriarchal society and twisting it to an... I don't know if I want to say capitalize on it, but if using it to you're using it to your to capitalize on it, you're taking you're taking the societal construct and empowering yourself to make fucking money from it. Exactly. I always figured, look, men started staring at me when I was 10 years old. I had tits and I had ass at a really young age. I have been sexually assaulted. I have been raped. I don't think that's the reason I chose to do this work. A lot of people stereotype sex workers and say, oh, they must have all been touched as kids. Mm. It's true for some. It's not true for all. So I think that's a wrong and hurtful stereotype. In my case, it is true, but I don't think that's the reason I'm here today talking to you. Um, Because I've done many vanilla jobs as well. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with that. You know, sex work is work. Um, However, uh, I have to say that, like, that exact idea, like, I have been objectified for most of my life. And I have also known that I've always liked sex. So I figured, why not monetize something I love and something that people are going to do to me anyway? People are going to look at me as a fuck object anyway. I might as well get paid from it. And, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Players Club. Yes! (laughs) This iconic 1998 classic starring Lisa Ray and written and produced by Ice Cube. And um, please watch it. Um, Anyway, make that money. Don't let it make you. Wow. Okay. So before we go into listener questions, on average, how much money did you make a month? Um, That definitely depended on how often I saw him, especially because the last month of our arrangement, he actually was hospitalized. So that was sad. Um, I visited him in the hospital. Because you cared or because it was Because I cared. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I visited him in the hospital. I did not get paid for it. I didn't care. Like, 
who's in the hospital and he's the only shepherd i have ever cared for ever um i didn't love him i'm not gonna say like i found love that's ridiculous um but i cared for him you have love for him oh yeah that's always a friend as a human as a human i consider him a friend i consider him a friend he do you guys stay in touch now um I, i texted him last week i asked him how everything was and if he was recovering um and he's he's doing okay um like i said he's not living in texas right now he's living in one of his other properties still in the united states Mm -hmm. um so he needs to go look after that property and i'm sure he's with his sugar baby that is there right now so he's having his sugar needs met by another provider Mm -hmm. if he's back here i'm pretty sure we'll pick up where we left off Mm -hmm. for now we're not and it's fine we don't communicate like we did because obviously i'm not getting paid so i'm not going to text you every day But I honestly just wanted to know how he was. Um, But so the last month it was spottier. I only saw him once. Mm -hmm. So I only made 600 bucks. But that was fine. Um, I got a bonus around Christmas. I saw him twice before. Yeah, I saw him twice before Christmas. And I made 1200. I used some of that money to go home for Christmas. So it was sort of needed uh, because I was struggling with my vanilla job at that time. Um, and I went home and, uh, around Christmas day, I was just chilling and sipping some hot cocoa. I don't know, eating. Uh, and I checked my phone and he texted me, Oh, Merry Christmas. And a bunch of like, uh, not snow globes, sorry, snowflakes and dollar bills. And I was just like this man. And I checked my PayPal. Yes, I know PayPal. But yeah, that's another whole thing is yeah. the payment systems for this shit has also been massively affected by FOSTA SESTA. Yeah. All I'm, aspects that you can imagine. But anyway, go on. Why not Venmo? All of it is is sex workers are being shadow banned completely from I don't all remember my Venmo password, plus they're owned by PayPal anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. They're they're owned by PayPal. Really? How do they know? How do they know? I mean, it's not obviously everybody, but if you have a high profile at all, if you are like, you know, some of these accounts like Feminist Stripper, who's a big advocate in this space, a lot of them, uh, one of my, one of a close friend of mine, Chelsea Ho Problems, who is just, uh, she's, you know, she's, she's just a stripper. She's not, she doesn't do anything illegal. She's been shadow banned many times. And it's just, if you have some sort of, if your name is associated with it, you just get on some sort of list basically. Wow. And they just block your ability. And it's even vanilla stuff like, uh, well, it's not super vanilla, but it's not illegal like skirt club which is a a club for um straight women to or straight identifying women to come together and to experiment with, with women mm-hmm. um they've had issues a lot of sex toy makers are having issues it, it's affecting lots of things but yeah anyway continue the paypal issue is an issue for sure as an aside skirt club is so interesting to me <laughs> yeah that could be another thing for y'all to examine at another i really time, but... like i'm very interested but anyway um as i was saying um he's the only sugar daddy i trusted with paypal the only one yeah because in the past did you only take cash the second one cash only it should really only be cash only to be honest and it's for them too you would think that they kind of want to protect themselves yeah they should protect they should want to protect themselves too yeah it should really it it's mostly cash is king over here uh my first arrangement i don't even want to discuss how it was paid like it's really embarrassing um visa gift cards um (laughs) (laughs) but can you can you ballpark for us like how much money you think you've made in your entire career from all manners of sex work that you've done or Andrew's sugar baby? Fucking thousands, but... <laughs> Fucking thousands? Fucking thousands. I'm talking about sugaring. I'm talking about 
my dalliances and escorting and i'm talking about phone sex which is the least lucrative but easy to do when you're just chilling at home in your pajamas you Mm -hmm. mute the tv safer than camming it is camming yeah i can't believe they think we actually masturbate wow but um yeah safer than camming i'm great at acting i could i could do it right oh yes i am too yeah all women are all i've all women fake orgasms. Right. That's right, right. Actually, I'm a huge advocate of not faking orgasms. Please don't do oh, that. Oh, no, I don't That's do really it. bad advice. I definitely but... don't do it. If you fake an orgasm for money, I'll fake an orgasm. Oh, for money, yeah. But, like, don't, fucking, don't be out here letting these men know if they're doing good jobs. I'll like, you're going to do the Meg Ryan and When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm squirting. Yeah, I'll even. <laughs> Oh my god. Pour some water in the bathtub to make it sound even more (laughs) legit. I feel like we could talk about this forever, but I really want to go into some questions from listeners. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this comes from a friend of ours. I don't know. I don't feel like I want to say names from who these are from. So if you're a listener, just know that this is your question. So, uh, does your family know do your friends know? no to family oh my god no i barely talk to any of my family a lot of them are really toxic and narcissistic so i am in a really big no contact with a lot of my family oh my god so many first of all my father disappeared when i was seven mm-hmm. and it's a good thing but he's literally untraceable it's so weird he is i have a similar situation so yeah so- yeah and it's really interesting, but I'm not going to get into it because uh, it's a little bit revealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then a lot of my family, I just don't speak to at all. I do speak to my mother here and there because she's getting older. Um, we have a very complicated relationship. I don't really know even how to feel about it, but uh, I do still speak to her. But would I ever tell her about this? No. no. I have been low-key outed not for for sugaring from my first time and um that was very difficult did your daddy out you no it was it was somebody else okay no it wasn't him it was somebody else someone infringed my personal property and my rights went through my phone and laptop it was great oh my fucking god wow i will never forget it it really, really made me see really clearly who I needed to trust and who I didn't. Yeah. Do you think that your experience in your personal life with having these violations happen from family and, and other people um, and having to create strong boundaries with people in your personal life? Has I have to create creating ba- boundaries in this work. Because yes, are super I have to create strong boundaries with everybody. There are some people I do like and click with and share things with instantly but it's because i really have to i can sense things and if i sense like someone is like a fellow hoe i can tell them this. yeah you told me right, right. Away. i can tell you <laughs> yeah i can tell you anything you're like but, so we're hoes and i was yeah, like yeah so yeah i yeah. am too i mean like not right. in that way but i do it yeah, self-identify so as a hoe it's on my dating right. profile i identify as a slim thick hoe god x yes i love that i love that i love it Again, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, yeah. I do have really strong boundaries with everyone, especially men. Oh, my God, especially men. But you know what? Many women have hurt me. The people who did this to me, all women. I have to just really be honest with it. And I've always distrusted men since birth, really since the jump. But uh, there are many women I don't trust either. Yeah, fair enough. True. Women, I believe, are the worst enemy to women. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
men have done some shady shit to me, but some of the worst shit in my life has done to, has been done to me by women. So, yeah, I can agree. This is another question, and I think it plays a lot into whorephobia, which, you know, I'm learning, like, this is all, like, education for me, and I'm not embarrassed to say that, so. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm yeah, very yeah, open I love to learn, it. so I do appreciate you guys being patient. One question we got was, are you ashamed, or do you view it as a job? In the words of Madonna, I am not sorry, it's human nature, mm-hmm. but... Um, I used to be ashamed. I'm really, really, really not now. In fact, I would, really, I didn't really used to, be used to be ashamed when you when first I was started. 19. Because who isn't ashamed at 19? Even if like vanilla heterosexual dating sex, like we have been so conditioned like to be sex negative in general, especially in the U.S. That it's like, yes, we're ashamed, but. I'm not ashamed now. Oh, I wish I could be more open about it, actually. <laughs> a great example, I think, of like the pervasive shame of sex work in our culture just happened last week at the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, J-Lo coming off the heels of Hustlers, which was an enormously popular movie about how women in the sex work industry got theirs and got back on top after the financial crisis. J-Lo, 50 years old, learned these amazing athletic skills pole dancing is so fucking athletic yeah. you like you I mean, it really like, is i could never do that bodies are insane and you know j-lo's out there just doing a manner of things celebrating puerto rican heritage making a political statement about kids in cages showing her own daughters on the stage and she's of course doing some pole dancing which is a skill she has and people you know karens of the world are sitting in iowa like <laughs> I can't believe my kids seeing this. They're just those daughters on the screen. Come on. You know what? They were just mad because it was hot. She was owning it. She was working it. Exactly. She's a woman of color. Horophobia. She's also a woman of color. And I really do think that that. She's 50 swinging around that hole and they can't do it. Yeah, if you can do that at 50, you're going to show it off. And then the other side of that, too, is. Some of of these Karens are even younger than her and they're hating outside the club because they can't get in. That's what it is. And then the other side of it, too, is, is actual strippers were also making another argument a very valid argument it's like how can j-lo be on the super bowl on like the one of the largest publicized events in television in the year and we're getting shadow banned when our when our job is legal so i mean i definitely heard that, that but i mean i do think that horophobia just really reared its ugly i definitely heard that i really understand i kind of think j-lo could be a secret ally and the reason i think this is oh, because I think it's not even a secret right. She's out. i think so too i watch this this is kind of off topic but i watched like a variety is doing a lot of like actors on actors conversations and she spoke a lot about how she learned quite a bit during when she was learning her role in hustlers and so i do think that she's an ally i think uh she's not as vocal about it obviously but i do think yeah it's very touchy but i do yeah think i think that, that she can't be that vocal about it because she has a brand but i do think she's i wish she would be more vocal she i think she's an ally and she slightly revealed that she's an ally yeah i think she's an ally and the reason is not only because of hustlers not only because of her conversation around hustlers i actually think there's actual further there's further um evidence of her allyship all the way back in 2006 miss j-lo released a song entitled get right and if you have seen the video she plays a hoe as one of many characters and that is the spirit she has her kid in the video drops off her kid in a makeup room and dances in a hoe manner for monty on a bar and i think that 
she made points. I saw that video well, she's as... from the Bronx, just like our dear, right. dear ho-mother Cardi B, who has done more Hi, for baby. sex workers. Yeah. Nobody has done more for sex workers in the modern era than Cardi B. I really respect her for being so open. Right. Totally. Wow. Completely. Wow. Okay. Well, we know we're going to be playing some J-Lo and Cardi B in the fucking promo for this Also, episode. Eve is from New York, too, and she is a former stripper. Let's mention our... Much maligned, much forgotten Queen Eve, who secured the <laughs> ultimate bag because she married a millionaire. <laughs> she sugared that shit. Go Eve. We're proud of you. Next question, and I'm going to read it exactly how it was written. Like, can I be online friends with some lonely rich person who gives me money so that they can live vicariously through me? Can I also add on to this? Like, I feel like there's this perception as well that you can just, like, sell your feet pics or, like, pictures of your hands online for money. I'm like, is this even true? How do we do that? Oh, yeah, there's definitely people selling feet pics. That's not, that's totally true. Oh, that's been, that's been going on. But also was much easier on Craigslist, was much easier on Backpage. However, you do need to have pretty feet. I couldn't personally sell pics of my feet because they're very, very large. And um, generally in the feet pick market, they prefer smaller feet. And there's many things I could say about that, but I will redact it. I'm not going to say them, but um, redacted. But I have size, I, my feet are nearly size 11. I have very long and gnarled toes and my feet are not cute. My feet are not cute. Repeat, my feet are not cute. So I never entertained selling feet pics because I knew that wasn't going to happen. So it is a thing. It's not just some sort of fantasy. Cyber daddies are a thing then. Um, I guess if they're buying feet pics, yeah. I don't know whether platonic conversation and someone will pay you is a thing. but. And then this one's actually from my mom. Okay. Ooh, we <laughs> yeah. love it. What's your so question, Barbara? Mama wants to know, would you consider someone who has a partner, either married or dating, and then... Let's say it's a man and a woman, right? A heterosexual marriage or dating situation. Yeah, a couple. And would you consider someone who is in a couple who pays for all of the other person's things to be a sugar baby? Like there are people, I'm not going to say who, but people I know who were married and the woman didn't work and had an allowance. Uh, She had a wealthy husband. And my mom was like, would that mean that that person was considered a sugar baby i would call that a spoiled girlfriend slash wife yeah, i think there's a difference yeah i think there's a commitment there that there is because um, you know in the sugar space like it seems it's very tenuous like someone who goes to the hospital you're out like that's what my perception of it seems to be none of my sugar arrangements have lasted longer than four months so okay do you think that there's a possibility room to make the switch though like if you do you think that somebody could potentially make this into a real relationship there are some people actually there are some people i've definitely heard of that before there are people who fall in love with their sugar daddy and bury him that has happened i've i've read about it um on it's sort of a whorephobic space but um reddit sugar lifestyle forum it's very interesting i do read it from time to time I don't like the anti-stripper and escort talk on there, so I try not to read it a lot. But there are some very candid conversations on there, and there has been discussions of a sugar baby who later became a sugar wife. Sugar wife? Sugar wife. She married her, that's what she calls herself, I mean. Do you think that's how you would describe the person that you know? Well, the person that I'm talking about was described as a gold digger. 
Okay. I think that's the older, like, because I feel like Sugar Baby is kind of a relatively, like, new term. With that song is a bop. That song is a bop. But I think that it's sort of, like, not offensive, but it's sort of, like, it's a little bit of a mean word. Yeah, I definitely would agree Gold Diggers is a mean word for sure. But she gives yeah. me water yeah. when I'm in need. But like in a traditional sense, like that's what the word my mom used, you know, born in 1960. So I feel that. I feel so that. yeah, so it's like one of those things that of like, you know, do we call women who are seeking rich husbands are it's that it's clearly different than a sugar baby because it's not it almost doesn't seem like maybe a job. I'm not entirely sure. These women that are specifically seeking rich boyfriends and husbands, which it should be everybody. Let's all do better, please. Her, girl. See, Carol, you come after me all the time about it. I'm like, why wouldn't I want my partner to be rich? And now it should be everybody. Everybody should be seeking a a, a better for themselves. Um, But I would call that, I I don't want to use the word golding. I would call it dating up or marrying up. Yeah. Which, you know what? I'm about that life. Yeah. Dating up all 2020. And and I'm very transparently about that life. Like dating up. It's not even a question. Dating up all 2020. Dating up all 2020. Broke dusties. Get out of the way. We are not here for you. We are not yours. So I have a question. Do we have time? I don't know if you have more. I I think I I have a question that I feel like is a really important one and something we haven't touched on. But appearances. What do you think, like, I mean, I know there's kind of a conception that like, there's, the, you know, UT student, young, blonde, 21, big tits. Like, yes. what do you think that that, what is that, what is that, what is the reality there? First of all, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say something. She's not 21, she's 18. Okay. That's a reality that needs to be discussed. A yeah. lot of men want 18 and 19 year old sugar babies. Sure. I sometimes feel old. I'm 23 this year. And that's crazy. And it's interesting because like, you know, I work with all manner of sex workers most of them are different they're strippers or escorts and most of those women are like my age 30 something like that's really late 20s 30s yeah and they got great bodies but they're fucking smart they have strong boundaries they are good with money and they then they don't they don't get fucked up all the time like they're like serious about their work and so i could see why it'd be more appealing to have somebody that doesn't have that those kind of exactly that's exactly what it is now personally i can speak for myself i'm a i'm a girl in my 20s i'm young whatever um but i do have boundaries and it came from having to grow up extremely fast um i have had people tell me you are a mean 35 year old man and the soul of a young woman and i said fuck yeah facts (laughs) but 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 it is true 18 year olds are very very easy to manipulate even non-sexually uh so to be able to sexually manipulate an 18 year old with money and attention to a degree it's very it's very easy and a lot of these men are going after that also the fact that many 18 year olds look younger i think that needs to be discussed it is definitely a conversation to be had there are not all sugar daddies but some they want the youngest thing they can find that is legal i'll say it like that Mm -hmm. i will say it like that Another reason I like the last one I had is he had a no girls under 20 policy. I really respect it. And that was that. a quality sugar daddy. I know. This one's to him, man. What What was his dude? Well, you don't tell us. I'm not going to reveal his name. Of course. I'm sorry. I should. Yeah, Cheers I'm, to you. Now, he would find, I think he would find this funny. I don't think he'd appreciate it, though, because everybody knows his name. Yeah. He's sure. real known here. Yeah, yeah. We should. Oh, that really? Was my bad. Oh, 
He's kind of high profile. He lives in a really high profile place um, when he does live here. And he also lives in multiple states and he's been around the world. And I, yeah, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Is it hard to find like a good sugar daddy, I guess, then? I was really surprised that I struck out with that goal. I was really, really surprised. Um, it would It hit many personal boxes like I said also being a woman of color and also not being a size zero that must be said that must be said many men want a very thin woman Mm -hmm. a very thin woman and by what I mean very thin is not even like a size a little titties nice ass sort of vibe a lot of them want a size zero they seriously are like they want a child they want a child or they want a really athletic body, which means like have washboard abs and don't have. They want you to be a, like a Barbie. Yeah. yeah. A lot of men want a Barbie doll in both the sugar baby scene and in the escort scene. Many men want a Barbie doll. Now, the thing about escorts is they can be more niche. You could be any size and have that. But it is harder for you as a sugar baby if you are not white and small. It is harder. However, I've been successful, and I'm neither white nor small, so. Wow. And it sounds like you've actually found high qual- like higher yeah. quality. Caliber. My first one was shit and absolute trash. Um, James, if you were listening to this, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, he doesn't care. Um, or he shouldn't care. But Anyone um, looking into sugaring, watch out for someone named James. Trash. <laughs> You yeah, ain't not shit. Splenda fuck daddy. You, James. James K. Splenda fuck daddy. you, James. <laughs> However, no, but my latest one, as I've discussed before, yeah, um, I really, really lucked out. It is really rare. I have been on many, many bad sugar dates. I could tell a story if you wanted me to. Um, but do you have more questions? That was actually our last listener question for this. We kind of already answered a couple of them. Like we answered throughout uh is it possible to be a sugar baby and be in a relationship we talked about that yeah final question you want to ask her it's from us it's from us it's our question do you think we could be sugar babies be honest i'm here for you and you and i hope you you try like honestly i mean if you do Stay away from seeking arrangement. That's a cesspool. Please, yeah. please love yourselves. But, I mean, give it a shot. Why not? Would that be your listener advice, too? Like, if someone's listening and they want to get into yeah. it? If somebody is listening, freestyling all 2020, please love yourselves. Thank you. So, freestyle only, you got to get out there. It's a little harder, See, Avery but... Doesn't, Avery doesn't do in-person shit. <laughs> it's a little harder. I will say that. It is definitely a little more difficult. But you'd probably get a higher caliber sugar daddy. And yes, it's higher caliber. You will be meeting men of a higher caliber. If freestyling is too daunting for you, try Tinder or Bumble. This is incredible. This has been, I'm over the moon right now. Like this has been so sick. And A, thank you so fucking much. Of course, you're welcome. It was a pleasure being on here. 
and just shedding some light on some really important shit, some real shit that's out here right now affecting a lot of people, a lot of working people. If any politicians are listening to this, which they won't be, but if they yeah, are, Bernie, fuck he's you. a big fan yeah, of us. Fossa Sessa. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, <he's not. laughs> no, I know. He's I know. <laughs> Fossa is a piece of shit. I'm Listen, sorry. Like, it must be said. Vote for whoever the fuck you have to vote for to get Trump out of office. Let me be very clear about that. But also know who you're voting for and also hold them accountable. If Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren get, gets elected... And I like them both. They, they both, and I like them both, but they both signed off on this legislation that is literally actually killing people in large numbers. Exactly. So that's something they need to be held accountable to. Exactly. And, and I really encourage everybody to kind of educate themselves because those, these laws are very, very paternalistic. They're very, very broadly written and they're very scary. And they don't just affect like people that are doing sex work on the streets. It's so, so much bigger. It's not them. even about sex work. It's an overreach of free speech and everyone exactly. needs to be careful about that nowadays. Perfectly said. I'd even go farther and say it's a civil rights violation it's a lot of things and 100 percent, we are we are it, it may be 2020 but we still have to face the monsters that's you know plague our society from the past so just never forget the past that. never ended so just because it's 2020 and it's the future we've got iphones i'm looking at a laptop right now it doesn't fucking matter this we still have the same problems from the past that still plague us to this day so remember, your voice matters. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, Mac, for coming back for another episode. Thank you for having me. Obviously, I'm very passionate about this, and I'm super excited for the opportunity, so I appreciate that. Just a really quick plug, you guys. I am Mac Jagger Tarot on Instagram. If you are a sex worker and you're listening, I will give you a discount. If you are not, I'm still very interested in working with you if you need a tarot reading or some intuitive advice. Yay! Yay. And thank you, A. Thank you. It was a pleasure coming on here. I kind of love to talk about this. I love to spill my own tea. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. We love you, and we'll see you in the next one. See ya. this doesn't sound like i'm crazy but oh my gosh oh my god <laughs> oh ha ha oh my goodness that's amazing holy cow you're a sugar baby i can't believe it <laughs> oh my goodness mm. oh wow yeah okay okay hmm wow oh my goodness <laughs> Holy shit. That's cash money. Cash money. This is an episode about sugar babies. Sugar baby.